You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Union Road Presbyterian Church. For more information, join us on Facebook or visit our website at unionroad.org.uk. I've entitled us today, The Word and the Father. Over the next three Sundays that I happen to be here over a period of time, I'm going to do a a wee short series uh, in John chapter 1. And what we find here is that John's gospel talks openly and really very honestly, folks, about Jesus as Son of God, as Word, as Lamb, as King, and about the relationship that exists within the Godhead. Now, I want to ask you a question as I start off. What what do your relationships look like at home? Husbands, do you get on with your wives? Or does she do your head on? Really? I don't have one of those. What do relationships look like? What do relationships look like between you and your spouse, you and your father and mother, you and your children? What do they look like? John's Gospel talks really very openly and honestly about these things. It talks about Jesus' humanity. It talks about Jesus as Son of God. It talks about Him as the Word of God. It talks about Him as Lamb of God. It talks about Him as King. King. And speaks really very clearly, folks, about His humanity and His divinity. Because Jesus was simultaneously human and divine. Simultaneously human and Son of God. Simultaneously human and God. And some people don't believe that. Some people believe that Jesus just did really nice things to say about things, that he, that he was somehow a good teacher, but nothing else. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that. That he couldn't possibly be human and divine at the same time, but he was, and he is. John's gospel not only relies on these things, but it also heavily relies on the theme of relationship. And it uses that theme of relationship to really explain how God sees his son and how they live in covenant community with one another. And also how the son lives for and loves humankind, sinful humankind at that. And it also deals with, folks, how we ignore God and reject God and mar God's desire to live in covenant community with you and with me and with Macrofelt and with Le Comfort and with Kalnati and Swatra and Lamavati and all these other places that we know. And we have marred the image of God with our sin. And yet God desires to be in relationship with you and me There's three things that we see today about this. There's any amount of stuff that we would see because when you preach a sermon, you're really only scraping the top of the surface. But what we see, firstly, is that this relationship in the Godhead between the Father and the Son is an eternal relationship. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. This relationship has always existed. This relationship is always eternal. 
This relationship between God the Father and God the Son is an infinite relationship. It's perfect. It's eternal. It's uncreated. It's incomparable. The perfect union of Father and Son in perfect relationship. Now, that's hard for us to understand because we have finite minds. Your head can only take in so much stuff. You can't take everything in. And so, in our finite minds, we can only assimilate so much information. But in the mind of God, God knows all things. In the mind of Christ, Christ knows everything. And so this relationship is an infinite relationship of Father and Son in covenant dwelling. Not only is it an infinite relationship because Christ has always been, God has always been. So before God said, let there be light, and there was light, before the beginning, God was always the Word. And this same Word, Jesus Christ, was always God. Not only is there something infinite about this covenant relationship between God the Father and God the Son, but there's something thoroughly intentional about it. You see, God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't leave us English homework behind. God doesn't draw scribble over the top of stones. God's intentional. He doesn't make mistakes. And the relationship that exists between the Father and the Son is a relationship of unity, harmony, and perfection. And folks, if we're being downrightly honest with ourselves, our relationships in our business, our relationships in our homes, our relationships in our church community, our relationships in this town or any other town, for that matter, are broken and fractured, are faulty, are characterized by disunity, disharmony, and imperfection. That applies to all of us. Ladies, how often do you want to fall out with your husband? Probably every day of the week. That's only a, a, a prime example. Teachers in this room, how many times do you want to fall out with your students when they don't do as they're told? Parents, how often do you want to fall out with your children because you told them to do something and they did the absolute opposite? And when you really look into the mirror of your life, you realize that you're just like them because they were just like you. Teenagers. When do you ever say, my parents don't know, they don't understand me because I'm younger than they are. They once were younger as well, just as you are now. How often when you're younger do you think the world's your oyster and you know everything there is to know? And yet you don't really. And later on when you have children of your own, you realize when they do the things to you that you used to do to your parents, you realize that you were just the same as they were. This relationship is eternal, folks. Our relationships come and go. But that relationship that God desires to have with you and me whenever we're saved, whenever we know the Savior is an infinite one and it is thoroughly intentional. The second thing we see is that the relationship in the Godhead was effective and is effective. 
It says, He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and was nothing made that was not made by Him. It's effective. And it's effective because it's an incarnate relationship. See, Jesus Christ is the source of life and the source of all things, the source of creation. Took on the form of flesh so that he might step into what we know to be time. In order for us to step out of time into the eternity with Christ that we will know if we love and follow him now and then we will experience forever. That's an incarnate relationship. A relationship, folks, that's totally unique. And the relationship that exists between the Father and the Son is unique. It's incarnate, but it's also incomparable. See, what Christ was able to do this side of eternity and also on the other side is unequaled, cannot be equaled. All things were made through him. And nothing without him was not anything made that was. You would not be here. I would not be standing here if it wasn't for the Savior. Anything you have, possessions, whatever, you would not have them if it hadn't been for Jesus. If it hadn't been for the fact that he has always been. That relationship's effective. Are our relationships effective, folks? You would like to think when you met the right girl that the relationship's going to be effective and going to go on. But sometimes that isn't the case. You might have thought in the past, you met that fella and he looks totally perfect. And yet when you dig a bit deeper, you realize the, the imperfections. You see, the relationship that we have with the Savior has been fractured because of our sin. But Jesus brings that all back together again. He is the glue that holds the jigsaw together. He is the one who is able to change your life for the better forever. Relationship that's eternal, a relationship that's a fact of... The third thing and the last thing is the fact there's a relationship that endures. It says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I had a friend that passed away this past week, a friend of 18 years, a friend I used to work with in the Belfast City Mission. A friend who was always there. And yesterday I was sitting looking at the order of service for his funeral and his photograph was in the front and I was just like, was I, was I really at that on Friday? Was I... Did I actually attend Paul's funeral? Have you ever watched a zombie movie? <clears throat> That's how I felt. Did that really happen? And yes, it did. It happened. And my enduring memory of that is standing at a graveside in Ballyclare as my friend's mortal remains were lowered down into that grave at 46 years of age. And that comes to all of us, folks. At some stage, 
or another. That relationship that I had with him was an enduring relationship through good, through bad, through thick, through thin. But that relationship has now been fractured. But one day I'll see him again because he's with the Lord. The relationship that exists within the, the family of God, within the Godhead, and specifically and in particular, is a relationship that endures, it never fails. And folks, you can't be saved one day and lost the next. You can't be in the kingdom and out of the kingdom. You're either in it or you're not. It's enduring. We live in a world that wants to be independent of God, and we see it every day of our lives. We see it in our children. We see it in our own character traits. We see it all around us. But you see, the relationship that exists within the Godhead is independent of all things. It's unique. Because Christ has become breath and light and salvation to mankind. That's unique, folks. Nobody can do that except the Lord. Well, we live in a world that wants to be independent from God, a world that wants to live its own way, do its own thing, be master of its own destiny. We live in a world that's failing. We live in a world that will never endure. But in this world, we will have trouble. But be of good cheer, because Jesus Christ has overcome the world. A relationship that endures. The relationship in the Godhead is totally independent from all of our relationships. And not only is it independent, it's also infallible. It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not. Notice that, has not overcome it. The darkness cannot control. The darkness cannot overcome. The darkness cannot destroy the light, which is Christ fully and completely. Darkness can't do it. Satan has been defeated. Satan bruised the heel of Christ, and Christ bruised Satan's skull, his head. His headship is no more. And why is that? Well, because of this covenant, wonderful relationship that exists within the Godhead. Folks, our relationships are fractured. Our relationships sometimes are an unmitigated mess. And that happens in church too. Do you ever hear of so many problems everywhere and difficulty and disasters? And you hear it all the time. You go, I hope that's not our place. I never want to be known as the convener that put a place out of action. That's why we're here to, to work together. That's why we work together as a team. The team within the Godhead endures independently of us and with an infallible personality that we cannot comprehend. What are your relationships like today? What are they going to be like this week? What are they going to be like when you go home today and you close your front door and nobody else knows what's going on in your life except the Lord? What's it going to look like? And think about the relationship that exists between God the Father and God the Son. Something that's infinite, something that's intentional, something that's incarnate, something that's incomparable. 
something that's independent, something that's infallible. If you're here today and you don't have that credible, active, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it's time, folks, to listen. It's time to get the cotton buds out and clean the earwax out. And it's time to pin those lugs back and listen. And it's time to take it on board. And it's time to do something with it. If you are a believer, it's time to be encouraged. It's time to realize that those relationships that you have may not be perfect, but that direct relationship that you have with God the Father through Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, is a relationship which endures forever. Folks, in the days ahead, we will all face difficult things. But we have an eternal God. We have an effective Savior. And we can have that relationship with that same Savior that endures to eternity. Let us pray. 